we welcome you to the NACMA podcast. Join us by listening to each episode full of interesting topics from industry leaders in college athletics. There will be a wide range of topics, each one focusing on what we in college athletics deal with on a daily basis, revenue generation, brand management, and the fan experience. Greetings, NACMA community. My name is Jamal Walton. I serve as the Associate Athletic Director for External Operations at the College of Charleston. I am um, excited to be interviewing Mr. Tyler Jones, the Deputy Director of Athletics of External Operations um, at, at Cleveland State. Today's um, topic will be called Taking Charge, a conversation with the Deputy Director of Athletics of external operations, Tyler Jones, on his first six months on the job at Cleveland State. Um, Tyler, thank you so much for joining us today, and we look forward to learning a little bit more about you. You know, it's a pleasure. I'm happy to be here. Yes, yes, yes. So, as we mentioned, uh, Tyler is serving as the Deputy Director of Athletics of External Operations at Cleveland State. He's been there since July of 2019. So, we'll start with uh, our first question. The career path to Cleveland State. Talk about how you got there, Tyler. Oh, that's um, first. Of, first, again, I, I really appreciate it being on on the call and um, and just talking about taking charge. But I'll, I'll give a quick just overview of my path. Um, started um, at Eastern Michigan um, as a, a graduate assistant for two years, and um, then went to the University of Tennessee. Worked there in a full time. Um, role for about a year and had the opportunity to come back to my alma mater at Eastern Michigan and then transitioned to Ohio State, was at Ohio State for about six and a half years um, and then had an opportunity to come here to Cleveland State. Um, and in terms of, of that timeline, um, I wanted something a little bit different. Um, Ohio State was, was awesome. It was a great experience for me. I was there for, again, six and a half years and was at that point in my career that was looking for a bit more growth, um, a new challenge, a new environment, and, and Cleveland State afforded that to me and my family. Um, and Scott recruited me. It was about a two-month process. Again, I was very comfortable at Ohio State. I enjoyed my experience there. But, um, but Scott had a, an awesome plan, a very um, clear vision for Cleveland State and his role as the director of athletics. And and created a, a a path for me to grow and to achieve my goals and dreams. Um, got here in in July, and it's been an, a phenomenal experience. Uh, tremendous challenges, tremendous growth, and tremendous progress thus far. So again, I'm I'm very thrilled and appreciative of the opportunity here at Cleveland State. Sounds great. And Tyler, I know you touched on some of the reasons of why you wanted to uh, be a part of Cleveland State. So let's dive into some of the roles and duties that you are taking on um, in your role. So just touch on some of the day-to-day things you're doing and, you know, working towards. Sure. Yeah. I I manage and lead all of our external verticals. So um, development, corporate sponsorships, marketing, ticketing, um, and then communications. Um, And then in addition to that, um, I manage a few of our sport programs, our men's lacrosse program, both of our tennis programs, men's soccer, and secondary for men's basketball. So that's that's within my purview. And, again, it's been a, an awesome experience thus far. 
Sounds great. And I'm sure the first five or six months on the job, you've, you know, learned a lot. What would you say are are some of the most rewarding things you've kind of taken, you know, those first five or six months on the job? I think the first one is just building and cultivating new relationships. Um, you go from a place that you've been for six years and you've been, you built a ton of a tremendous relationships and now you start anew. And in the first six months, that that was my charge. How do we build and cultivate relationships internally here in the department, but also externally in the community, even across campus? So that's been really rewarding for us to come in in a short amount of time, cultivate those relationships, build new relationships, and then deliver on some of those things. I would say I've been the most rewarding thus far. Awesome. And Obviously, there's always challenges, as you mentioned, coming into a new uh, opportunity. What are some things that you're really excited to, you know, bring change to? And, um, again, there are challenges, but they're good challenges to help you, you know, make yeah. a mark there. I say it the first, I would say, uh, here at Cleveland State, we change it from a culture perspective. We don't call it challenges. We call them opportunities for improvement, mm-hmm. right? So for me, for me personally, from a growth perspective, is really balancing um, your time, right? It's hard to be everything for everyone, um, and your time is very, very valuable. So you have to be intentional on where you live, right? So that's probably one of the, the opportunities for improvement for me in terms of my growth, And then additionally, it's living at a 30,000-foot view, right, as a deputy AD, thinking strategically and providing a vision for the staff, and then also operating in the grassroots level, in the weeds, right, making sure that it's executed. So for me, how do I balance and toggle between a 30,000-foot view of the vision, vision and goals of our department, but also live ground level and making sure that those things are being executed, that's an opportunity for improvement for me in this role is how do I balance my time and be intentional, but also how do I live in those two different areas have been a tremendous challenge, but an awesome opportunity for me to grow. Yeah. And as you mentioned with, with growing, you know, having a leader like Mr. Scott Garrett there to um, learn from and, and gain advice from, what have you learned from, from Scott, obviously with him being an AD and an external guy, what have you caught and learned from him? Scott is unbelievable. Um, and he's relentless. And I, and I enjoy that. Um, a couple of things about Scott that I really appreciate it um, is that he's very thoughtful um, and inclusive. Um, mm-hmm. and he's typically thinking two to three steps ahead, and I really appreciated that. Um, typically he'll come in my office and he'll sit down and he'll pick my brain on some things, and that kind of speaks to him as a leader. Um, he enjoys different perspectives. He digests that and, and typically will execute on some of those things. So he's always asking for advice, asking for counsel, and I really appreciated that in my role is that he, his door is always open. and call and text him. If I have a challenge, him and I will sit down and, and strategize on how to, to mitigate that. Um, so that's been awesome for me in my role. And the unique thing is that we're both relatively new in our roles, right? So um, most of the time we're sitting together and figuring it out as a team. And I've really um, appreciated that in the first six months. So um, as a person, he's a great father, a great leader, um, and a great friend thus far. So I've been, again, so appreciative of him and his leadership and his trust in me in this role. 
No, I, I can attest to some of that too, Tyler. You know, here at the College of Charleston, Matt and I, we've kind of, Matt brought me in, you know, a couple months after him and the, the growing together and learning together is something that I've enjoyed going into year three with him. So I, I definitely understand how um, it's great to have a leader like that who really gives you an opportunity to grow, but at the same time you're growing with that person so you can learn just as much, you know, on, on the job. Um, speaking, of, speaking of building at Cleveland State, you know, there, there's there been a lot of great opportunities, um, new hires besides yourself that have come into uh, the athletic department. And uh, what are some things that you guys are trying to build? I know you talked about it already, but just, you know, with your external area, what are you needing? What are you wanting from someone that's, you know, looking for an opportunity? That's great. Uh, I would say first and foremost, our, our goal and our mission is to create transformational change for our student-athletes. So that, that guides all of our decisions. Um, so that's first and foremost here at Cleveland State. And then from an external perspective, it's bolstering pride and affinity for CSU um, in athletics, right? Uh, our university is relatively new, 1964. So, and most of our alumni are in Northeast Ohio. So for us, how do we attack, attack that? How do we engage those folks internally, externally on campus, in the community? So that's what we're trying to build here. Again, it's the transformational change for our student-athletes, but also bolstering pride and affinity for CSU. Um, that's been our focus from an external perspective. And then lastly, driving revenue um, to support our student-athletes. So that's what we're building, and we're efforting still on that. We're relatively new um, in that process, but with Scott's leadership, um, we have a tremendous plan. And I'm excited to continue to build that here at Cleveland State. Sounds great. And as we've, you know, talked about Scott and, you know, him being someone that's had that external background, now he's in the chair. And um, you, you know, being a deputy AD, having that marketing background, having that NACMA background, what advice do you have for someone that wants to get to your job or get to that chair that you're in right now, Tyler, that's in that marketing role? And you know what? They, they're probably telling themselves, am I ready to take a step where I'm not just overseeing marketing, but I'm overseeing multiple departments? That's a great question. I think I, I typically tell our emerging leaders, and that's when I call them, I call them emerging leaders, is the first step is be excellent in your role, right? I think sometimes our emerging leaders think about what's the next step, what can I take on? I think the first step is be excellent in your current role and people will notice. That's the first piece. The second piece is is try to volunteer in other areas, right? So how do you grill your skill set? So let's say you're in marketing and you're killing it, you're doing a great job, and maybe there's a ticketing initiative that, hey, I would love to maybe hop on a search committee for a ticketing position in, in your department, right, to get a little bit of knowledge about the inner workings of ticketing. Or let's say there's a special event from a development perspective. Hey, I would love to volunteer at a development stewardship event, right? So that's kind of how you go out and maybe touch other areas in terms of volunteering, search committees, um, sitting in on a couple meetings, um, that's what I've done in my career is how do I just help get some exposure is the second piece. And then also I would say ask your supervisor, you know, make sure you are in concert in sharing your goals and objectives with your supervisor. I learned this from Gene Smith. Um, no one will know your goals until you tell them. So if you're telling folks your goals, 
they can help you in that regard. And then the other part, I learned this from our deputy um, commissioner here in the Horizon League and our commissioner. We had a really good good conversation um, last week, and he said, make your dream job your current job. You know, mm-hmm. grow where you're planted, right? Um, that was, that, for me, that was an awesome, awesome statement. Grow where you're planted and make your current job your dream job. You can build that in your current role. So that's my advice to those folks, and I'll kind of repeat it. First and foremost, be be excellent in your current role. Um, people will notice. The second one is that how can you touch other units without overstepping? So volunteering, jumping on some search committees to get some exposure to that. Um, then also tell your supervisor your goals so they can help you. And then make your current job your dream job and grow where you're planted. It will be my advice. I think that's excellent advice, and I totally agree with you. You know, both of us being supervisors and and understanding how important it is to help um, your staff. The more that we know what they're wanting to do and wanting to inspire to do, the more we can invest in them. Absolutely. So I think that's great, great advice. And uh, you know, I always believe too. You're always being interviewed. You no know, doubt. Whether you're around, you know, the AD or whether you're around the custodial staff, you know, you no treat doubt. people the way you want to be treated, and you know, it can take you far. And, and that's great advice. And speaking of volunteering, um, you've done a phenomenal job volunteering in NACMA um, and yes. growing in NACMA. So, what are some things you would uh, say? How how has NACMA helped you grow professionally? NACMA has been a phenomenal resource. Period. Um, I started as a McClendon scholarship recipient a long time ago, <laughs> and experiencing my first. Man, we ain't that um, old, man. Come on now. <laughs> I feel like you. I don't have any hair, Jamal. You, you have hair. Um, yeah, a little bit, a little bit. <laughs> so uh, attending attending convention, um, that was that was for me a groundbreaking experience of just how large and connected this industry is. Mm-hmm. So that that was a, my first exposure to it. And then also the the volunteering and the networking piece is, is phenomenal. Um, and I'll give you a couple of examples, and you probably can speak to this too. When you're hiring people in our industry, everyone is connected, right? So when you're when you're when you're posting a job, I wait to hear from my colleagues, or I reach out to my colleagues and say, hey, do you have someone in mind in this position, right? It, it's about relationships. Um, and you and I have connected on a number of hires and saying, hey, Jamal, what do you think about this candidate? Have you heard about this candidate? So yeah. the networking piece is is invaluable that NACTA and NACMA provides for us, right? So that's one thing in terms of networking. And also sharing of best practices, right? Yeah. Um, that's something that I've learned that there's no new ideas. They're all borrowed and tweaked and shared. And the, the community that we have via NACMA to, to share best practices, you can call a colleague from across the country, pick their brain, uh, a.k.a. steal their ideas, is something <laughs> that's helped me tremendously, right? So the networking piece, the sharing of best practices, and also just connecting with folks and just sharing challenges. Hey, Jamal, I have an issue. How did you manage that at your institution? Um, that part has been great. And then also just learning from other folks in the industry, the mentorship piece, a mentor. I have a number of mentors through NACMA and NACTA, but I've also mentored a number of folks too. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's from a professional development and growth perspective. NACMA and NACTA have been phenomenal for me in my career. 
I, I totally agree. And, you know, when you think about NACMA, I think it's a family, you know, and NACTA. Oh, no doubt. And everybody that uh, is a part of it. And it just shows that when you need someone or you have an idea or you just want to, you know, ask some questions, you have that partnership, you have that relationship. So that's great that um, you have taken that and ran with it. And, you know, to any of the young guns that's listening, get involved with NACMA um, and just start with that's one thing and then you'll obviously grow and grow and grow but I think the more um especially someone young coming in can start it'll only help them um progress. Uh so I, I will go back to that. You said family and that, that really hit a hard string, right? It's really when you can go and call someone and say, Hey, congratulations, I saw something on Twitter or I read an article, your team is doing great you eclipsed a, a season ticket number. Uh, it's just that reaching out to them and building long-lasting friendships and relationships in the family piece was, was something that, that you said that really hit me, is that I have a number of brothers and sisters, aunts and uncles, um, and even fathers and, and mothers through NACMA that I, that I follow, that I can reach out to for counsel, to call them and say congratulations, the family piece definitely hit me, Jamal. That's a really, really good point. NACMA is truly a family, no doubt. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And and speaking of family, you know, family is truly everything when you think about what we do because we always have those long days and long nights, and then we, no you know, pop back home. We see our family. We see our wives. And, you know, just knowing you, man, outside of the office, you're always busy. Most of the time I see you <laughs> on the basketball court, you know, playing a little bit of pickup. But who is Tyler Jones outside of the office? Because at the end of the day, we're, you know, working in athletics, but we're regular people too. So what what goes on outside the office? Wow. Um, I'm a – I try to stay fit. I think it's important. And I, the reason why I try to stay fit and work out is is a number of reasons, right? The first is that I'm around elite athletes all the time. I mean, I'm around elite athletes all the time that are very fit. So I try to – Somewhat stay young and healthy just because I'm around those these elite athletes, student athletes a ton. Um, but I think it's important to to let off some steam, right? We're cooped up in a, in an office quite a bit. It's important to to maintain some health and wellness, um, either through recreation, hobbies. So me outside of the office, I, I enjoy working out with my wife. My wife is very, very fit, and she keeps me in line in terms of making sure I get a workout in. I play a little bit of basketball. Um, I enjoy watching TV. Uh, I enjoy watching movies. Um, I try to get a little bit of reading on the road while traveling with, with our sport programs and in terms of leadership. That's important for me. Um, but I'm a pretty chill guy. Um, but, again, athletics, I love sports. That's, that's our world fitness, watching a little bit of movies, hanging out with the wife, and, and, and reading some leadership-specific um, books. That's probably me outside of the office. But I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a fun-loving guy. I enjoy laughing. I enjoy um, connecting with folks. And I think it's important to have that balance. Sounds great, man. I will say you, you wanted to adapt or you know, guys, when it comes to the business with, you know, putting on a good suit, man. So that's one thing I'll say about you. Your your, your game is tight, my man. Your I game appreciate is tight. it. I appreciate it. I have a number of folks that I, I get some inspiration from. But I, from being a former student athlete, you look good, you feel good, you play good. I think that's important. Um, but also, yes, I mean, you know, my wife, she, she helps me put that together. Nah, man, that's important to have that team. Um, 
gonna give you a pop question. I'm a foodie guy. Okay. And if I'm in Cleveland State for a visit with you, where are you gonna take me at to get something to eat? Oh, wow. Cleveland. That's one thing about Cleveland that I didn't um, know before getting here. It's a great food scene here. Um, Wow. Depends on what what type of genre of food. Um, I'm a big barbecue guy. There's a, a spot on 4th Street in Cleveland, which if you haven't been, 4th Street is phenomenal. It's kind of a, a small little street downtown Cleveland that has a number of different bars and restaurants. Um, there's a barbecue spot there that I've been, and it's phenomenal, great ambiance there. That's probably the spot I would take folks um, that's somewhat local. Um, and then my wife and I, we, we love going to different Mexican restaurants. There's a ton of Mexican restaurants mm-hmm. here in Cleveland. Um, but, yeah, I would say hit up 4th Street. There's a ton of different genres of food. That's where I would take any visitor that's coming to, to hang out with me in Cleveland is down 4th Street downtown and hitting up some of those different restaurants there. Sounds great. Well, well, Tyler, I really appreciate you uh, talking to to the good people, you know, that will be listening here from NACMA and NACTA. Um, thank you for all that you do. And um, thank you, NACMA, as well as NACTA, for this opportunity uh, to pr- have the professional development for everyone that is a member. And uh, with that, thank you, Tyler, and we'll just uh, close, sir. Thank you. I appreciate it. Thank you so much for the time and the opportunity. And again, I would just encourage anyone out there, continue to give your time, give your talent, and give your treasure. It's important to do that. So I appreciate the time and the opportunity. Thank you for listening to the NACMA podcast. Be sure to visit the online community and join NACMA in continuing the conversation. 